Nice launch track time countdown net, pad is clear. 10, 9, 8, Launch auto sequence seven, has started. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Go for launch. Separation confirmed. Stage one is transonic. Landing lakes have deployed. And Falcon 9 has landed. Hello everyone. It's Wednesday, January 18th, and on your screen is a live view of Falcon 9 as it awaits at 7.24 a.m. Eastern Time launch from Cape Canaveral Space Force Station in Florida. My name is Kate Tice, and I'm a Quality Systems Engineering Manager here at SpaceX. Welcome to our webcast coverage for the GPS-3 Space Vehicle 6 mission for the United States Space Force. Today's launch will mark SpaceX's 203rd overall launch and 196th Falcon 9 mission to date. GPS, originally developed by the US Air Force and formerly known as the Global Positioning System, is a constellation of orbiting satellites that provide precise position, navigation, and timing data to military and civilian users globally. The U.S. Space Force continues to provide this free service to more than 4 billion users worldwide. For many of today's viewers, GPS services aren't new. If you're like me and have ever used your phone's mapping service or retrieved coordinates for a location from a pin drop, then you've received information from a satellite within this system. Collectively, within the system's already operational satellites, the payload today will further the U.S. Space Force's ability to provide mission-critical global access, persistence, and awareness for our national security. And with that, let's take a closer look at that rocket there on your screen. Falcon 9 is a two-stage liquid-fueled launch vehicle and currently in position at Space Launch Complex 40. The booster supporting today's mission is flying for only the second time, previously having supported the Crew-5 mission uh, last October, just a couple months ago. Now, if you're new to our webcasts or unfamiliar with Falcon 9, the bottom two-thirds of the vehicle is what we call the first stage. Uh, you can actually kind of see the soot markings from that previous flight, flight that I mentioned, um, a little bit difficult to see through um, the liquid oxygen um, gas that's kind of venting from the vehicle at the moment, but um, the first stage's primary role, with the help of its nine Merlin engines, is to accelerate the vehicle all the way to the edge of space, uh, where it will then separate from the second stage, which carries the payload. Following stage separation, the first stage will make its way back to Earth, where we will attempt to recover it on our drone ship, which you see there, that's a shortfall of Gravitas, currently located in the Atlantic Ocean. Now, if you turn your attention back to the section above stage one and that black carbon fiber inner stage, you'll see Falcon 9's second stage. About two and a half minutes into flight, the first and second stages will separate, and the second stage will ignite its single MVAC or Merlin vacuum engine to carry the GPS-3-6 satellite into a medium Earth orbit, or MEO. Finally, above the second stage, placed at the very top of the vehicle there, as you see, uh, that's the nose cone structure for the payload fairing. 
Currently, the GPS 3.6 payload is safely enclosed in the fairing. The two fairing halves uh, encapsulate that satellite to protect it from aerodynamic heating, loads, and contamination during ascent. Once the fairing reaches the vacuum of space, chill has started. we just heard the call out the engine chill for first stage has now begun. So we'll jettison uh, those fairing halves as the second stage continues on its journey to orbit. We will attempt to recover both fairing halves uh, using our recovery vessel, Doug. T-minus six minutes and 22 seconds until launch. The CAPE team uh, began propellant loading at T-minus 35 minutes. Falcon 9 is a bi-propellant vehicle, meaning it uses two propellants, a fuel and an oxidizer. For Falcon 9, our fuel is a refined form of kerosene known as RP-1 or rocket propellant 1. The liquid oxygen is chilled well below its boiling point, and by doing so, we're able Stage to- Stage one fuel load is complete. There we just heard a call out that fuel load is complete on the first stage. Um, so going back to the liquid oxygen where we chill it um, to increase the density, which allows us to load more of that LOX onto the first and second stage tanks. Um, like we just heard, fuel loading is currently uh, ongoing. Uh, the first stage has completed, or excuse me, the both is now fully completed. Uh, we just wrapped up the first stage um, a couple of seconds ago and the second stage wrapped its fuel loading a couple of minutes ago. Um, liquid oxygen is still ongoing for both the first and second stages right now. That will wrap at T minus three and T minus two minutes uh, respectively. Now, in addition to its propellants, Falcon 9 also needs an ignition source to start burning the fuel and oxidizer. For that, we use a chemical called TTEB or triethyl aluminum and triethyl borane. When fully fueled, Falcon 9's first and second stages combine to carry over 1 million pounds of propellant, which we burn through most of that over the eight and a half minutes it takes to land Falcon the first stage. Falcon 9 tanks are pressurizing for strong back retract. And there we just heard the call out that the, um, the tanks are now pressurizing uh, as we get ready to retract the strong back. Now, as you can see from that gorgeous view on your screen, the weather in Florida is amazing. Uh, it looks great for launch. Uh, the range is green and also ready to support. Now, for some reason, we're unable to launch today. Our backup window is tomorrow at um, J Thursday, January 19th Drawback at, at 7.05 a.m. Eastern Time. Once again, everything remains green for an on-time launch, 7.24 a.m. Eastern Time from Space Launch Complex 40. We're now at T minus four minutes and nine seconds until liftoff. Everything continues to be go for launch. The large structure there on your screen is the strong back. As we heard the call out that we are preparing to retract that strong back. Once open, um, that uh, the, once those clamp arms that have opened um, as they are now, that is able to retract fully. As Falcon 9 lifts off, the hydraulic arms will actually pull that strong back even further away in order to clear the way for ascent. That strong back is part of the transporter erector, or TE, as you often hear it referred to. That TE is what we use to roll Falcon 9 out to the launch pad and raise it to the vertical launch position. It also routes the power, the fluids, and the communication to both the rocket and the satellite. So at this point in time, both the first and second stages are nearly fully loaded with 1 million pounds of kerosene fuel and liquid oxygen. I'm expecting that first stage to wrap LOX load in 10 seconds at T minus three minutes. And that stage second- Stage one LOX load is complete. Oh, they got finished early. So there we heard that call out. At this point, second stage is still loading um, the liquid oxygen onto it. It looks about 90% full at this point in time, and that will conclude at T minus two minutes. At that point, we will then begin to see uh, more white clouds building around the vehicle. That's the chilled gas that rests above that liquid oxygen tank liquid surface. Uh, we vent it overboard in order to maintain pressure in the tanks as needed. So as we're basically venting that overboard, we'll see more of that white cloud forming um, as that gas reaches the humid Florida air and condenses into those clouds that we see. At T minus 60 seconds, Falcon 9 will be in startup. 
And then just inside of T minus two seconds, we'll light the Merlin M1D engines for liftoff. GPS 3.6 continues to be healthy. Falcon 9 team tracking no issues on the rocket. Weather still looking great. Expecting second stage lock load to complete. Here just momentarily. Stage two lock load is complete. And there we heard that call out. So at this point in time, Falcon 9 is now fully loaded with over, just over, <coughs> excuse me, 1 million pounds of liquid oxygen and RP-1. Start to see those white clouds forming as we vent the uh, gaseous uh, liquid oxygen there um, overboard. Beautiful day at Ground space. Gas, close up. Beautiful day at the Space Coast for a rocket launch. So in 15 seconds, we'll hear the call out that F9 is in startup, indicating that the onboard flight computers have taken over the launch countdown. Falcon 9 is in startup. All right, there's that call out. At this point in time, both first and second stages will begin to pressurize for launch. This is the mission director, go for launch. T minus 30 seconds. As you can see, Falcon 9 has successfully lifted off from Pad 40 at Cape Canaveral Space Force Station, carrying the GPS-3 Space Vehicle 6 payload. M1D engines are about to throttle down in preparation for the maximum loads that the vehicle will experience. That'll occur just after T minus one minute, known as Max-Q. During ascent, those M1D act engines will actually swivel and help steer Falcon 9 maneuver known as gimbling. Vehicle is supersonic. Approaching max Q now. Max Q. So at this point in time, we've now passed through that moment of maximum aerodynamic pressure. As I was saying, the uh, uh, M1D engines will gimbal or basically maneuver a little bit by a couple of degrees so that the rocket autonomously tilts those engines just a little bit, a few degrees, and that gimbling allows the vehicle to perform a gravity turn, which is when we go vertical as well as horizontal. So we heard the call-out MVAC chill has begun. That is the second stage preparing that MVAC engine for ignition. So in about 30 seconds, we'll have three events coming up in quick succession. The first event will be main engine cutoff, or MECO, followed immediately by stage separation, and the third event being second engine start one, or SES one as it's written on your timeline at the bottom of the stage. About 15 seconds away from main engine cutoff, everything looks nominal with the vehicle. separation. 
in the recognition. All right, there we heard all the call-outs and you can see they're on your screen. We have confirmation of successful main engine cutoff, stage separation. Both and vehicles are following nominal trajectories. Second engine start one, and there we just heard uh, that everything is looking nominal for both the first and second stages. The view on the left is really interesting because you can see both the first stage, which is at the bottom, or excuse me, um, on the top, and then the second stage, um, which has ignited its engine there at the bottom. So the first stage is still coasting upward. It has not yet um, reached its apogee. Um, it will, once it does, it will then come back down to Earth and begin its journey um, to our drone ship, a shortfall of Gravitas. Up next is fairing separation, fairing separation, which we see there, um, our first view of the GPS-36 uh, payload. The view on the left-hand side of your screen is the first stage and the second stage on the right-hand side of your screen. Now those fairings that we saw separate, another cool view there on the left-hand side of your screen. Acquisition of signal, Bermuda. Uh, we will attempt to recover those fairing halves. Uh, they are flying for the first time today, and we'll attempt to retrieve them using uh, our recovery vessel, Doug. We're now at T plus four minutes and 17 seconds into today's mission. Currently in the first of two planned MVAC burns for uh, satellite deployment. In less than two minutes, you should be able to see the first stage entry burn on the left-hand side of your screen. We expect that to last about 30 seconds. For that entry burn, we relight the center engine, E9, as well as uh, two of the radial engines, um, E1 and E5, so that we have a total of three M1D engines helping to slow the vehicle down uh, as it passes back through the Earth's atmosphere. You can also, if you watch carefully on the left-hand side of your screen, you can see those grid fins actuating or, you know, activating. Both vehicles continue to follow nominal trajectories. To help steer the vehicle back down to its precise landing on the drone ship. Now the Falcon 9 supporting today's mission uh, is performing this entry burn for the second time in its lifetime. Uh, as I mentioned before, it previously supported the Crew 5 mission, uh, whereas those fairing halves will be re-entering for the first time of their lifetime. And while Falcon 9 makes its way back to Earth, um, we will be able to see that re-entry burn uh, on, the on, on our screen, as I mentioned before. Um, as whenever it was sitting on the, on the pad prior to launch, we were able to see some of that soot left over from its previous mission. Uh, if you've ever wondered how that soot uh, is actually formed, the, it's generated when the carbon-based rocket-grade kerosene, that RP-1, uh, burns and then since the re-entry occurs with the engines re-entering first, uh, the booster basically flies right through its own plume, uh, which then deposits the soot onto the exterior of the rocket. So we're expecting that entry burn to begin in just under 10 seconds. Everything looking nominal with the second stage. Stage one, entry burn startup. All right, we heard the call out, and now we can see it on the screen that that entry burn has begun. This will last for about 30 seconds. Beautiful view of planet Earth in the backdrop there of the second stage views on the right-hand side of your screen. Stage one entry burn shut down. All right, that entry burn has concluded. The vehicle will continue to autonomously steer itself back to the drone ship. Both vehicles short. continue to follow nominal trajectories. The first stage will continue to steer itself back down to Earth. Um, as I mentioned before, we'll be attempting to land on our drone ship a shortfall of Gravitas. Now today's mission, for those of you that may have just joined us, is uh, GPS-3 Space Vehicle 6 for the U.S. Space Force. Today's mission marks SpaceX's fifth overall GPS-3 mission, previously having launched one in 2018, two GPS payloads in 2020, and another in 2021. To date, these next-generation satellites provide increased signal accuracy and reliability to operate even if confronted by cyber adversaries. Stage one, transonic. In addition to helping with national Stage security. Stage two is under terminal guidance. 
GPS 36 uh, also helps us, also helps in many different aspects of our daily lives. In about 10 seconds, we will be coming up on Seco 1, our second engine cutoff, and we will attempt to uh, land on our drone ship, a shortfall of Gravitas. That drone ship is parked a couple, couple hundred miles off the coast of Florida in the Atlantic Ocean. Seco. There, we just heard the call out for a second engine cutoff. Let's see if we stick the landing with the first stage. Landing leg deploy. Stage one landing confirmed. All right, there we heard the call out that we have uh, that stage one landing confirmed. Expected loss of signal, Cape. Weather is looking great all around uh, off the coast of Florida there. Beautiful view of uh, that first stage landing. Now the mission isn't over just yet. The second stage is embarking on its first coast phase, which will last about 54 minutes. After the coast, Nominal we'll- parking orbit. And there we just heard the call out that we have a good orbit there for a second stage. Uh, so after this coast, we will light that MVAC engine for a second time, shortly around the T plus one hour and three minute and mark. acquisition signal, Newfoundland. We'll have live views of that second MVAC burn. So until then, sit back and enjoy some space jams. Expected loss of signal, Bermuda.
expected lost the signal in Newfoundland. Acquisition of signal, Gunhilly.